Demo listening events are some of the most popular panels at music conferences. So for this episode, I invited three of my Portland industry friends to bring an unreleased song for us to listen to and discuss. It's our very first listening roundtable. Welcome to the future of what? I'm your host, Portia Sabin, president of the independent record label, Kill Rock Stars. Support for the future of what comes from Merch Table. With over 15 years of experience in merchandising, screen printing, tour support, and online fulfillment, Merch Table partners with artists and labels looking to jumpstart their business. Visit merchtable.com to learn more and open a store today. On today's episode, my panelists and I have a ton of fun listening to new music and discussing our impressions, next steps for the bands, etc. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. It's all coming up on The Future of What. Support for the future of what comes from Sound Exchange. You're listening to the future of what. I'm talking to Sierra Hager, DJ Cliff, and Lori Hughes. Today we're trying something a little different on the future of what. We're going to do a listening roundtable with three amazing professionals in the Portland music industry. Let me just let you guys go around and introduce yourselves because that's easier than me making noise. So, Sierra, you want to start? Sure. Hi, I'm Sierra Hager. Third time on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> it might be fourth time on the podcast. I think it's fourth time. Next time I get a jacket, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I run Public Display PR. We're a boutique PR company in Portland, Oregon. We work with indie bands and indie labels. And yeah, that's what we do. This is DJ Cliff. This is my third or fourth time yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> it's always such an honor and, and privilege to be here. I'm host of the radio show, Welcome to the Neighborhood on X-Ray FM, also a host of the Cliff Notes podcast and curator of Mic Check. I am Lori Hughes. I am a talent buyer for McMinimins. I handle seven hotel properties and work with a lot of local, regional, and national touring acts as well. Oh, and it's my first time on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I should Lori is our there. newcomer. <laughs> so I'm so grateful. Thanks, you guys, for coming on. This is so fun. So I think we should just get right to it, but maybe I'll do a little preface by just saying what I thought we would do that might be fun is actually have each of us bring a song that the others have not heard that we've actually recently gotten as a demo or as a, an unreleased track by a new band and play it. So I want to follow the process of what happens when people in the industry actually like some music that they hear. So that said, let's start with my track because I, I win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is a band, a Portland band called Maita. They sent me this track and I really liked it. So let's listen to it. Sleep deeply, oil the crease of my palm. And in all my dreams, I'm more careful and kind. Keep my two hands clean and my tongue on nice and I 
guys think that's kind of dope yeah 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 i, dig I it. thought so I yeah right it. from the get-go i'm like this is catchy yeah if that had come across my desk i would have given it a full listen yeah yeah right? yeah yeah and then exactly so that's what i did is i listened to the next song as soon as yeah. i heard that song i was like oh it makes you want to see more what exactly. else what else is this band up to what yeah. else have they got exactly yeah I have some favorite things about this band. Oh, so first of all, that song is awesome. Like this, when the chorus comes back around, I mean, that is just like death grips on you. You're just like, yes, like the second time through. Yeah, the yeah. chorus repeats because you right? want to hear it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, like, and like, and then like the swing kind of kicks in a little bit mm-hmm. at that point, and you're just like, oh, like this is great. But the thing that I really love about her as a songwriter is that with her lyrics, like it's always really, really, really intimate. And she has this ability to hold this attention to detail that's really, really beautiful and really, really vulnerable. And it's not sugar-coated. It's not sweet. She wants you to get to that place and still understand that it's painful and still understand that it's awkward. Like, it keeps it really, really interesting for me. I'm excited about how she writes songs, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, the first thing I noticed right away was that I can hear the lyrics. The melody is, it just flows. You're right. Like, it captures you and makes you, pulls you and makes you want to listen. So there's almost like this perfect simplicity to it in the beginning that she, I mean, she just, she doesn't let anything else get in the way of her voice. And I think that was the thing that caught me right away, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of texture, but she's not like shrouding her lyrics. Yeah. She's not like hiding behind anything, exactly. which is really great. And I don't think that the way that she sings is like, it's she has a beautiful voice, but it's not like, it's not so over-feminized. Like she knows who she is as a woman and she's not like d- dulling it up for right. anyone, which right. I really I appreciate. Agree. I agree. Well said. It, it's interesting you use the word intimate. And that was one of the things that I kind of felt early on was listening to early in the song it made you feel like you were in a like in a club listening to the band live and whether it had to do with the production and the way that it was recorded or whether it just had to do with her style it just felt like i can feel where you know what they're doing as a band something that would draw you in man i'd, I'd love to see them play live yeah it's got to be the drums in the beginning right yeah. cuz it's cuz it's so like I don't know. I don't know how to talk about drums, but it's not, it's not the, it's not doing that. Right, right. It sounds very full without sounding overpowering. I 
love the song. And every time I hear it, I like it more, which is really a good sign. <laughs> I love, I love that. I feel like there are artists when you listen to them that you know that they have something to say. And I feel like it's really evident from the minute she starts singing that this song has a point and she is going to get her point across, right? So I'm just like, if you were coming to that and having never heard it before, like the urgency of the way she delivers her lyrics to me is like, I have something to say here. So once you get through this a few more times and you can listen to all the lyrics, like you're going to be even more blown away when you find out what it is that I'm talking about because I am talking about something important, right? Like it just gives it that sense of urgency. And then I love the music. I like the musicianship. I mean, the musicianship is great, but I love it that there's a verse, there's a chorus, there is a bridge, which is like, <laughs> thank you, Lord, where have bridges gone? I love bridges. And like people who can write a good bridge are like my favorite people in the whole world. And there's even like a little hint of a pre-chorus. There's like a little, you know, one or two bars of pre-chorus. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like just <laughs> fires me up in terms of songwriting because that's what I love. And I feel like a lot of people don't get a structure to a song and how a song has an arc. You know, and I mean, some people are trying not to do that. I get it. Like some people have a different artistic vision, but I'm like, if you're going to write like a three minute pop song, that is what you need. And you just, so she just nailed it in terms of the music, the phrasing, whatever you call that. And then the lyrics. So I just think that's great. So yeah, so I heard this. And then the first thing I did, like you said, Laurie, is I listened to the next song. Yeah. And then the next song was really good. So I was like, ooh, and then I listened to the third song, you know? So that was the first thing I would do. So why don't you guys tell me, like, if you just literally heard that song and that had come across your desk, what would be the next thing you would do? Well, for me, it doesn't necessarily fit the format of Welcome to the Neighborhood, but typically if I hear a song and I, I feel that way about it, then I would oftentimes reach out to the band. Mm. You know, I'd look for their contact, whether, you know, via social media or if they sent it in the email, say, hey, I really dig this. I would love to add it to rotation on the show. And oftentimes bands will then follow up with, wow, that's great. You know, I've got other material. Hopefully they do have other material because <laughs> sometimes that's what happens is I get music and that's all they've got. They right. put a lot of energy into that one song right. and then look to continue to, to, to build a relationship with them. The description that you described, following up and seeing them, they've got other material, seeing how can I use my platforms to help promote that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's very cool. What about you, Sierra? What would you do? Yeah, so like 15 seconds into that song, I'm already emailing back just like, hey, thank you so much for <laughs> reaching out. When people reach out to us, it's because they're usually looking for a publicist or, or advice or whatever. And there are just a couple of things that we always look for, like, is the band active? Are they playing shows out? How many shows are they playing? Are they getting out of town? One of the things that makes my job possible, this is what I tell people, you know, if you're going to have less than five dates on the books when you're sending stuff out to press, like, don't hire a publicist. Just go work on some other stuff. If you can have 10, we're in business, like, we can do that. If we can have 15, awesome. But, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of bands reaching out to music editors every single day. And if there's you and then there's someone else who's, like, maybe even a little bit worse than you— but they look like they're imminent, like they're about to blow up. You know, they're on tour and they have fans and they're active and they're on social media and they're doing stuff. Music editors have such limited bandwidth to dedicate to unknown artists. And if they're going to take that time and invest their super limited resources in lifting up an unknown artist, they want to know that that's going to be an artist that they're going to get to like look cool for having discovered down the road. Right. They want to know that it's going to be someone who's going to be like sharing it with their fans and like they want to know that it's not just going to kind of be this like dead lame thing that's a waste of their time. Right. So yeah. So before I work with people, I try and make sure that they're pretty active. And if they're not active now, that we make a plan for them to get active, that they can get active. So that's one of the things that I look for. 
Yeah. So, and you do most of that research online, and then you also talk to the band? Yeah, usually I just ask them. Because it could be that, like, they don't really have anything made public yet, but they're like, hey, so we're not there yet, but we're really working on these few markets, and I think that we really can get to a certain, you know, like, it's it's a more complicated conversation a lot of the time, so. And yeah, and some people are like, yes, I do want to do that. I have no idea how to start with doing that. And I'm like, okay, like, we will get into an agreement with someone where we're like, okay, We'll release a couple of singles. You can have a press kit to use for booking, which is helpful. You can have like, we have like a booking template that we like for people to use. We can be really supportive in helping them get to that place. But like, we don't want to get involved if that's not where they're going. Of you know course, what I mean? Because yeah. then then we just look like a bunch of jabronis in front of our press <laughs> contacts, you know? So anyway, that was a really super long answer that has a lot to do with us and what we do. But we're really trying to make sure that if we're like working with someone that they're a working for themselves you know Mm -hmm. right i think that's huge because oftentimes i think artists may not realize that you're in a position to assist them on their journey and that it's really their journey and having things in place and 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 having that understanding and sometimes getting those demos gives you an opportunity to educate the artist that you know this is your journey this is what i need you to do like i said do you have more than one song now that you're in a position that you are sending it out and you are shopping it what's next because if this one really takes off then you got to be ready to to follow that up. Mm-hmm. And, and all the artists that we work with who are growing, who are doing cool stuff, it's because they're setting up other stuff. You know, like, you, hey, you have a song, you're going to release your song. N- now it's over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your plan? You know what I mean? The, yeah. the people that we work with are like, they're looking out at their careers. It's a three-year plan. It's a five-year plan. It's getting overseas. It's figuring out how to tour in the U.S. It's like it's setting up the budget for this year and then being like, okay, and we're going to have to record next year too. Like it's crowdfunding. It's investing in their fans. Like it's like if you want this to be your job, you have to go to work. Yeah. Right. It's a multifaceted business plan. Exactly. That's how artists need to be looking at it. And it has multiple pieces that you're looking at, like your booking and your all of that stuff. Totally. And you can't just release a song and say it's not a if you build it they will come scenario like yeah. if you build it then you better get ready to work <laughs> yeah and that's and that's a rough awakening for a lot of artists i think that sometimes they think that the putting out the single or putting out the album is the end point right and i'm like well if you do it that way then it is the end point because <laughs> where do you go <laughs> the day you wake up after release date congratulations yeah. on to the next thing on to the next thing like, yeah there's nothing yeah you gotta you gotta make a plan that that takes you through right the next few you know months years whatever it is you're planning on doing one of the things i say to people all the time is like by the time your record comes out like everything good that will have happened because of your record coming out maybe not everything <laughs> but but a lot of it will have already happened or been lined up you know like that's like that's the end of the project right and you better be leaving for tour yeah. You know, yeah. So that, like, because that's your next thing that you're focused on. You know, if there's all this stuff that comes before putting a record out, then the record comes out, and you better be like on the road to yeah. support the record because that's what's going to support the next phase of your growth. You know, that's when people are going to want to interview you and various other things that are going to happen. But that's not going to happen if you're sitting at home. Exactly. True. Sitting at home, not the place to be. <laughs> Like, pretty much never. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a publicist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sierra is doing this. airing my dirty laundry. (laughs) She's doing this interview in her pajamas. (laughs) No, she wore clothes. I wore clothes. If you're enjoying this program, please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter at KRSFOW and subscribe to our newsletter to find out what's coming up next. 
When Kill Rockstars was looking for someone to take over our fulfillment operation, Merch Table stepped up to do the heavy lifting, moving our entire stock to their warehouse and helping us create merch our fans love. With Merch Table's support, we've been able to focus on the music and artists that matter to us. KRS loves Merch Table. See what they can do for your business at merchtable.com. You're listening to The Future of What. I'm talking to Sierra Hager, DJ Cliff, and Lori Hughes. Okay, let's get to the next song, which is Lori's song. I know you loved me. I know you did. I just wasn't quite the picture you painted in your head. A little rough around the edges, a little loud to say the least. A little crass to tell your mama she's coming over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. I like that. Yeah, Those vocals. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I just when I first heard it, it just was unexpected to me. That's all I can like. My first reaction was just it was unexpected. Like 
I don't know, just the opening was just really simple and kind of exposed. And then when the guitar came in and all the other stuff came in, it just kind of, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is fresh. It feels fresh to me. So that was just kind of my first. Mm. Who is that? Kate Dinsmore. She's in Seattle and she is involved in a couple of other projects, but this is her solo work. She's worked for me in other capacities before. And so she just kind of sent this my way not too long ago. And yeah, and it just, I, I just wasn't expecting it. So yeah. 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 Great voice. Yeah. yeah. Really, really soulful. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's funny, man. Just her voice and then like the content of the song, the thing that, that, that struck me is experience. Like you can tell that this is someone who's lived life a little bit, uh-huh. you know, again, just in the quality of her voice and, and then and subject matter. Yeah. It just feels real warm. It's probably the thought that comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. I could, I could see that. Yeah. 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 I think also there's something about the quality of this recording that made me feel like she'd be great live yeah and i mean i've obviously i've never I have no idea who this person is but just listening to that i was like i would love to see her live yeah. because i bet she just rips it up on stage yeah that's what i thought too and of course that's what's coming across my desk is to book her for yeah. live shows and also too what really grabbed me was that like and so in my world a lot of the rooms that I book are smaller listening rooms. Now I have access to, you know, like the last band that we listened to, like that wouldn't work on my circuit because my rooms are so small, but I have access to bigger rooms and the ability to say, oh, maybe, hey, I'm going to put this in front of my colleague because maybe it'll work for them. But with Kate, like that's what I was thinking is, oh, you know, so this song is obviously a little more produced, but I could totally see this working like, if she were to pare it down and do it as a solo artist, just solo, that's it. I could see it working in my rooms and still stand up and have, you know, legs and all the grit and everything. So like for me, when I'm getting stuff across my desk, that's what I'm thinking about because my rooms are so different. Like I have everything from, you know, a 300 cap to a 40 person cap, you know? And so when I see a new band come across, first thing I'm thinking is how adaptable are they? And is the material, like if you were to pare it down, would it still stand up in a situation where I'm going to put them in an intimate winery in front of 40 people and it's still going to work? It's still Mm going to have the same, not like the exact same impact, but still a strong impact. I would watch her with just an egg shaker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's unusual because I know, I mean, I've worked with bands for a long time where we're like, let's put them in the studio and try to capture that energy of their live show in the studio. Somehow it never really translates. Like, it's really hard to do. But that was amazing because that was like, whoa, I really want to see her live. Yeah. That actually is where I went in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because that's what I'm thinking in my head when I see it. It's like, she'd be great in any room, in any capacity. Like, if she's adaptable, she can fit anywhere in the stuff that I'm booking you know yeah that's really cool yeah i have like a million questions <laughs> i don't know if this is like more in depth than we want to go but like i couldn't find her online you just looked yeah that's what i'm doing <laughs> i'm just being like the rudest ever i'm like trying to see if i can find her so to me no, that's that's, 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 that's a thing where i'm like okay like you want to see more you want to find out about this person or this artist yeah absolutely like i want to know like for me because there's a pretty broad range of accessibility with something like this i want to know like what does she look like what is her style like what is she projecting you know like before we would take on a project like this i would want to know that she was like crystal clear and just like just all the other stuff you know what i mean it's clearly a really well de- like developed musical project i want to know who she is beyond that like i want to mm-hmm. know like 
what's magnetic about her? What's her story? Does she have crazy eyes and big hair? Like, that's what I'm picturing. I'm hoping she has big hair and crazy eyes. (laughs) 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 That's my suggestion if you want to just pass that along. Sure. But yeah, but that's what I'm really hungry for is just like, I want to know, like she offers something that's immediately compelling and I want the follow through. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I know where I've worked with her before. So that's kind of the other piece to it is like, you always hear that as a new artist. Well, sometimes it's who you know and all of this, you know. So she already has come to me through a vetted and trusted source. So that can kind of come from the other work that she's done with another project that has done all the things that we've already talked about. Totally, yeah, That yeah, have yeah. done all the legwork and all of the, like, done all the touring and put the whole package together and everything. So she's, like, coming out of that, Right knowing that, okay, here's maybe an avenue that I can kind of start to build my solo project, right? So that's kind of what state she's in right now is that it's kind of momentum building. So it's interesting because of the fact that she's already kind of proven herself a little bit with another project that the opportunity is a little more available to get some of those smaller rooms. And that's kind of one of the things I was going to mention is for the artists is that Again, going back to being adaptable with your stuff, like if you're an 11-piece soul band and that's it, you're not willing to pare it down and work in other capacities, then be prepared to have limited opportunities available to you to get your stuff out there. So like someone in Kate's situation, she can have the full band, she can work smaller rooms that are only 40 people, but that's where she's at for now. And that's a value because she can be doing that groundwork of getting her product in front of people and building her fan base from the ground up while all those other smaller pieces are like starting to come into the mix as well. So... Yeah. Yeah. So a thought that came to mind as you were speaking, one of the things that I think I've struggled with in the position of receiving new music from artists is how open and honest am I with artists? You mentioned something earlier. I think we all get a lot of music coming across our plates and the opportunity to use our platforms to help an upcoming artist, a newer artist. I hope that artists will be receptive to feedback. And I've found both. I've actually had artists who've come to me and say, Give me your honest opinion. And if they crack the door a little bit, I'll go, you know, I'll go in. And if they're receptive to that, I think it gives me an opportunity to say, like you're saying, hey, have you thought about maybe taking what you're doing and going a little bit further in this direction? Again, that idea of I have a, a certain bit of experience. And I think that if you'll be open to just my my life experience, take what you will from it and then, you know, continue on your journey. I don't know if that's an experience that you guys yeah. have have had have artists been more receptive, less receptive? Have they stopped emailing you once you were honest with them? <laughs> I've had some folks that, you know, I just let them know right away, you're not where we need you to be for this, but if you do X, Y, and Z things, you know, maybe we'll look at it again in a year. And I've had folks that are definitely receptive of that. I would say artists don't ask enough. Mm-hmm. And I get it because it's intimidating, you mm-hmm. know, like, but it's the same thing in any other professional field. Like, You know, you always hear people talking about don't be afraid to ask for feedback from your mentors or from your colleagues around you for how you're doing. And like, if these are your goals, what kinds of things do I need to be doing to get there? And so if you, you know, don't be afraid to ask, like you're never going to get where you want to go if you don't ask for it. So I would encourage artists to ask more. Like I would feel, I don't feel comfortable enough to be like, hey man, let me tell you what <laughs> you got to do over here. You know, because if it's like unsolicited, they'd be right. like, well, who do they think they are, you know? So I just, yeah, I think, I think artists should be brave and ask more. 
those trusted sources, yeah. you know. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. And that's why I started the podcast. And nowadays, when I get artists writing to me and sending demos, often I will just send them back an email that says, you should listen to my podcast because I have people like you guys on <laughs> sharing their wisdom. Yeah. And this is like an easy free way to get a lot of wisdom from a lot of other people in the industry. Yeah. You know, because at first I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, that's tooting my own horn. But then I was like, wait a second. Why am I doing this if I'm not, you know, because like, as I said, people like you are a wonderful resource. But I do think that that's a problem, right? That artists don't know how to ask and they don't know what to ask for. So I think sometimes you just have to be a little more direct and just be like, hey, here's some advice that's free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, think about where you are at. I mean, obviously, Cliff, I would just die if someone was like, this is, no, that's the song. That's the only song. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, really? That's it. Yeah. What did you think you were going to do next? <laughs> right. Like, where, where do we go from? Right. Where do you go from? I have one song. Right, right, Like, right. write me back when you have a hundred. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. Not a hundred. <laughs> that's well, too a many. lot more. A lot more Come than on. one. Oh, my gosh. You need five good songs, but they got to be good. Yeah. Well, that's it. You got to write a hundred to get five, get good, five ones. good ones. Well, yeah. Truth be told. Unless yeah. you're just a genius. I don't know what your <laughs> business is. You just be a genius. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, yeah. That's just, a, that's just wait until unusual. you hear my, my submission. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I think that was a challenge. You're listening to The Future of What? After the show, take a moment to leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find the show, and we love hearing from you. Also, check out our short podcast series about Bratmobile's Potty Mouth. It's called Girl Germs, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Future of What? I'm talking to Sierra Hager, DJ Cliff, and Lori Hughes. All right, we've got Cliff's song coming up next. Okay. In that case, we would generate a four-dimensional hypercube, which is also called a tesseract. I cannot show you a tesseract because I and you are trapped in three dimensions. But what I can show you is the shadow in three dimensions of a four-dimensional hypercube or tesseract. This is it. They pin like a pair of sin and persona five things that we avoid If you're sick of just talking to walls and staring at screens and peering into the void Then come take a cruise, we're riding away and setting it off We came to destroy TNT, blowing speakers, make the weak ones double take This baseline is like Antifa, it'll punch you in the face And then you will still ask for more, you're just a sucker for the punishment They say every life's a story, man, but most just don't get publishment I'm turbo mode, I'm sonic speed, I'm freaking the neighbors and kids out I'm agitating the roof and the basement, I'm breaking the
the glass in the windows The next little nugget of truth that I spit is a signal for all the fakes out You're late to the game and your hate has no heat and your lyrics just hate They're like techno, backbusting, call me Bane Time to put an end to the dark nights Hustling on the daily, we've been scrapping like pit bulls in dog fights A pig won't talk to cops, always slipping, won't be hog tied Dreaming awake till I die in my sleep after living a life that was alright now I'm tired. Tesseract is about to blow. Turning up the trap, the Tesseract is about to blow. Turning up the trap, the Tesseract is about to blow. What? Yeah. yeah. Yo, turning up the trap, the Tesseract is about to blow. If you got no sins and wanna fight, yeah, throw a stone by the sun. Holy Spirit, come take your child home before I rectify. Heavy grave, a couple thousand souls. Turning up the trap, the Tesseract is about to blow. If you got no sins and wanna fight, yeah, throw a stone by the sun. Holy Spirit, come take your child home before I rectify. Heavy grave, a couple thousand souls. Wow. <laughs> so that's a crew called Figment. It's an, a new collaboration with two local artists, Why Sir Raps and Empress. And Empress is, a, is an artist who's been doing stuff around Portland for a while, doing work with Friends of Noise, which is a group that's doing a lot of work towards finding venues to, to do underage shows. And Why Sir Raps is, a, is an artist who's been doing a bunch of open mics around the city. I'm really working hard on his craft. And I think for me, the thing that stood out to me on that track was just the production. It goes in like three different directions from which, you know, you start with the spoken word piece. And then you hear Empress, who I kind of feel like she's a bit of like punk rap. If you see her perform, I think you get that. You get that sense, which is always cool to me when you think about, you know, where, where rap began and sort of that connection between punk and rap. Then when Why Sir Rap starts his verse, it's such a total departure from what Empress does just stylistically. Yeah. So to me that was that it just made the it made the track real interesting because you're getting mm -hmm. and then also I feel like it's pretty dense and I think mm -hmm. in in the genre of hip hop right now that's not always what's pushed to the forefront. I think we get a lot of poppy stuff. Let me find a quick hook. Mm -hmm. Something that you know to kind of like empty calories, you know what I mean? And I feel like this was a song that you you have to hit rewind and be like, "Man, I know I missed a bunch of stuff in there, so let me go back and yeah, that's, that is exactly what struck me, was all the different variety of sounds and just like a lot, a lot of cool different things yeah. going on. Yeah, 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 yeah for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I totally love that track. I thought it was amazing. And I, I feel like there's so many things I want to say about it. But one thing I want to say is I want to listen to it again right now, but really loud. <laughs> Like super <laughs> yeah, loud, right? you know? Yeah. I was like, that's not loud enough. <laughs> I want to listen to it louder. Mm -hmm. Empress has the most interesting delivery. Like there's like a little catch of like kind of desperation in her voice. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And that just makes you so interested. Like mm -hmm. it sucks you right in and you're like, what is she saying? Like, mm -hmm. I have to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's when... not desperation. It's like angst. It's urgency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. I, want, I wanted to like, use but urgency, there's like an, but there's like it's like a little crack or something. It's, it's almost like she grew up post like emo existed and then she existed. You know what I mean? Post emo, like po yeah. Empress <laughs> oh makes me want to drop out of high school all over rap. again. Oh my god! Totally right. It she, does. Oh, like, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And you're right. He's and then when he comes in, you're like, oh my god, where are we going now? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And it's so cool when a song takes you in new directions, right? That's what music is for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, when we talk about getting an opportunity to hear a submission from an artist and saying, okay, well, let me hear what else they have to offer, you actually get that in one song. Yeah. You know, you get, yeah. a, you, get, you get the experience in one song where it makes you go, wow, they could actually go in a bunch of different directions. Maybe that's their thing. Maybe that on every song, you're going to get that, that journey from the start of the track to the end of the track. It takes you on this journey. So. Yeah. 
I do not. My like hip hop lexicon is pretty <laughs> limited, but it's like experimental production. Mm. It's like really, I love, I love the energy and how in that verse, like you, like the floor just drops out from right. under you. You know, right. you're just like, it's really exciting. And then that happens and you're just like, like literally like, am I on drugs right now? <laughs> it's so cool. Right. I love There's it. like an almost an EDM crossover mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. to that song, which is really cool. And also I don't know anything about EDM, but I'm just saying I've, what I've heard of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't be telling you anything about EDM. <laughs> but it's it's so interesting, and like today is so fascinating in terms of home production. And one of the things that I think is a problem with home production is that it's so easy, and so many people can do it that you end up with a lot of pretty mediocre artists who make themselves sound great because they can access it. You can just do it on your computer. That was amazing because it's like maybe they did that at home. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is it was so elevated, right? above and beyond what you would expect that it was like whoa like blew my mind so i'm like did they do it at home who cares right. like that was incredible yeah. if they right. did then they need a lot of money right now <laughs> <laughs> so that we can see what they do with what a lot of really money yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah you know and, and thinking of the process one of the reasons that i'm so happy to be able to share this track with you guys is when we talk about well what do you do next I've had the opportunity to to build with with Wiser Raps for a while through Mike Check. He comes and does the open mic at Mike Check. And oftentimes he'll send me music. And he is an artist who will send me something and say, give me your honest opinion. What do you think of this? And to be able to see an artist grow in their craft. And I think as artists, as people, we're always sort of searching for ourselves, finding ourselves. And once again, just to see him connect with Empress on a track like that is a sign of, of an artist being an artist growing. How can I continue to, to find ways to express my art, to express my heart? So That's awesome. And, and that's one of the best things about hip hop in my mind, which I wish other genres did more of, is that collaboration. The collaboration. Yes. Yeah. Because it does, it makes you better. Yeah. You know, in almost every case, it makes you better. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron for real. One of the things that we think about a lot, you know, we work with people who we think are going to be good to work with. We work with people who we think our press contacts are going to like. And there's this thing and we all know about it. And I'm not really like great at talking about it. But it, but there's this like there's the special thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be a really good musician. You can be really proficient. You can have kick-ass production. You can have an amazing budget. You can be touring all the time. And if you don't have a perspective, if you don't have a point of view, oh, my God, I have this like really amazing little side rant here, which is that, <laughs> okay, when I was I was 15 years old. I recorded a demo and I sent it to this guy who was like my mom's friend who I don't even know what he did. He was like maybe used to work in the music industry. I have no idea. <laughs> and I sent it to him and he responded to me. He emailed me back and he was like, hey, Sierra, like this is fine. But like if you can't do it to the song and it doesn't make you want to drive anywhere and you can't dance to it. It's like if you like he, he didn't say do it. He said the effort. He, you can't effort <laughs> to it. You can't dance to it and it doesn't make you want to drive anywhere. It's not rock and roll. It's just S word. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said that to me. I was a baby. Anyway. It's horrible. Oh my and, God. I want that horrible. I want that email though, like framed on the wall though. Like that's the funniest email. <laughs> like, what is this insane? Like, oh my God. Unbelievable. And like I hate this because that is like a terrible person, like who shouldn't exist at all. <laughs> and also there is a degree to which that is correct. Yeah. Like there's there's music. Like literally I was listening to that and my heart rate increased. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I was sitting here being like, oh, I'm awkward in my body right now because I want to move, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 
if you're able to lock into something that's magnetic, mm -hmm. that's dynamic, that talks to people no matter what kind of music they like, right. you know, that like that's really, really powerful. And I tell people like, yeah, we pretty much do indie rock unless it's the Right. Podcast is is we can say anything on podcast. All right. <laughs> unless it is something that is so cool, is mm -hmm. so hip, is so relevant that, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's going to like it. Right, like, right. we can submit that to any music writer and they'll just be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's not for their audience, like, they'll be stoked about it, right. you know? Totally. It's right. so true. Like, you and I have a lot of similarities in how we're looking at stuff because, like, at McMinimins, we definitely have, this is one thing I always want to tell people about, like, know your buyer because there's definitely, like, a demo. We have a demo and I have to make choices that we know are, like, are, is our demo going to be compelled by this artist? But we will get acts in that you're just like, okay, this is so incredibly spectacular that we have to do what we can to help get this mm. person out into the world. Yeah. yeah, And it's not something like everyone's, that special thing, like you can't teach it. You can't put your finger on it, but it hits you in the gut when you know it and you just know it, you know? So I have a controversial opinion about that thing, <laughs> which is that like truly, I truly, truly believe that everyone is capable of that thing. And that, like, the work of artists is to get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, a lot, you know, everyone always says this. It's summed up so well in the bio process. In the bio process, we ask people, okay, so this is your music. This is your record. Two things. Why could anyone in the world fall in love with you and this music and your story? And two, why are the, you the only person in the world who could have written it? You know, mm -hmm. why are you the only person who could make this music? So it's like the macro and the micro. Like, why do they care and why are you you, right? And everyone's always like, no, everyone's like, well, I don't really have a story. And I find that people, it's not that they don't have a story. It's that they're unwilling to identify with their story. It's that they're unwilling to shine a light in their struggles, to shine a light in their vulnerability, to shine a light. Like, I think that it's a lot easier, especially with higher energy music, because they can just be like, I'm pissed or I'm like fun. You know what I mean? Like, those things are kind of culturally acceptable. But like... If you're going to be ugly or hurt or scared or, you know, there are a lot of things that people have a really hard time accessing, like Billie Eilish or whatever, right? Like she's, everyone is losing their mind about her because she figured out how to tap into her ugliest, craziest, most thing and not just like cart it out and show it real quick and take it away. Like she has embodied it. She is like telling her truth. It's a performance art piece. It's in the production. It's in her hair. It's in her dressing like my brother in sixth grade. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it's impossible to capture. But I think that before people come out and say, hey, everyone should care about my stuff. I think there's so much not workshopping happening that should be happening. Mm -hmm. People should be figuring out how to make different kinds of content. They should be playing with their physical expression. They should be playing with their genre. They should be playing with their storytelling. They should be like, is it super stark? Is it shrouded in mystery? Like whatever it is, like turn up the f volume on just anything. Just pick a thing and turn the volume up on that. I completely agree with you, but I heard, actually it was Kamala Harris, because I was listening to Pod Save America yesterday, and uh, Kamala Harris was talking, and she said something that is like totally has nothing to do with her or politics or anything, but it was like this thing, and I'm just going to say it. She said, kids, when they're in school between zero and third grade, are learning to read, and then from third grade on, they're reading to learn. Mm. And it totally hit me in my head, in my heart, because speaking of what you're talking about, with artists, there is a period during which you are learning to read. You are learning to play music. You are learning to become an artist, right? No matter what genre. You're figuring it out. You're trying to make music that fits in with the genre that you've identified as the one that you want to be part of, right? 
And during that process, you aren't anyone yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You aren't yeah. Mm-hmm. something. And what the problem is, I think the mistake a lot of artists make, is they start sending people like us their music while they're in that learning to read phase. And it's like, well, gee, you can play chords, you can rap, you whatever, but there's nothing there yet. You have to get them after third grade where they're now reading to learn, right? Like they're actually somebody and they've got something to say and they've figured out who they are. And I feel like that's the problem. It's very rare that you can identify someone at the learning to read phase as an artist and know for sure that they're going to be something amazing years later. Well, it's interesting that you say that, though, because I think I can think specifically in hip hop where you have an artist who can have a certain level of success. They put out music, they have it because they put it out and people people gravitate to it and then they sort of ride that wave. And then you see four, five, six years into their career where all of a sudden they put out this work and it's the best work ever. And what if you really look at it, what happened is is that they found themselves. Right. They really found their voice. And it puts them on a different trajectory. Oftentimes it gives them a different audience. They're looked at differently. So I think sometimes, and it sounds cliche-ish, but artists actually grow up in front of us. Mm -hmm. Because at first they're making the music because they like making the music. Mm -hmm. They get celebrated and then they grow up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We hope that they grow up. (laughs) Yes. If you're enjoying this program, please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter at KRSFOW. And subscribe to our newsletter to find out what's coming up next. You're listening to The Future of What. I'm talking to Sierra Hager, DJ Cliff, and Lori Hughes. All right, let's get Sierra's song in. Crossing the river, closing my eyes, laughing at the night of your eyes, your eyes, your eyes. So many reasons you waste your time, but I can't find a place for these blurry eyes of mine to fix a gaze, and it's all, it's all the time between. Cheeks and in your mind, yeah, it's all, it's all the See 
Okay. So that is a brand new Portland artist. He's newly in Portland. He's sort of kind of just been all over and landed here in Portland and is very excited about it. And his name is Luke Hogan. And I heard that song and the production is just like, what's happening? And his vocal style, it's its just like, it's not really typically the kind of thing that I would be super into. And every time I hear that song, I love it more. I just, I think it's, anyway, I'm going to let you guys talk. <laughs> it's really, it's really unique. I love when an artist isn't afraid to play around and try different things. You know, it's not, I, I can't, like I'm trying to think, is there anything that I could compare it to right now? And I, at this moment, can't think of something, which is great because yeah. I'm sure like all of you hear all, all kinds of stuff and lots of artists trying to like, one of the things that I'll see all the time, which I understand why artists have to do this, is when they, you know, compare themselves to other artists. And it's like, and then you hear the music, like you'll see it in their pitch or their bio, comparing themselves to certain artists because they're trying to help you have a connection or identify them somehow. But then you hear the song and you're like, yeah, I can totally hear you trying to be that artist. Mm, yeah. Instead of trying ah, to just yourself. have your own unique right. yeah. voice, right? right? And right. so more often than not, like I'll come into the office and I'll be like, to my colleagues, like, God, I'm so bored. <laughs> what am I going to listen to? Not from the artists that we're like getting, like those submissions, but just like in general, I just want to hear uniqueness these days. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is a really unique, a really unique artist. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting listening to it. It was almost, I could see where that was a, that would be a reworking of something else that he did because mm. I could hear that vocal on a totally different style track because the production was like when the, when the track started, I was Okay, like what? And then as a track continues, just talking about the the production piece, the music, it just felt like his vocal again could be on a on that song could be a remix of the original version. That's totally. the thing that kept mm -hmm. coming across to me. So he is he's a songwriter. Okay. You know, and he trying to put together a band in Portland. But I think the record kind of stands on its own as this just like it's just warbly and weird and those synths. Like I'm immediately transported to just like some weird like Americana motel like Tom Petty playing in the background kind of just like why am I there take me out of it <laughs> but I like it but I like it I keep going back do you know if he played all the instruments on that I don't think he did so he made this record this is actually kind of a cool story he built a studio for one of the guys who runs Lollipop Records in LA and then in exchange they made this record and it's really really cool there's this there's this live video of them all playing it and, you know, it's like a full band. And then you you know who recorded it. I feel like he's playing bass. So the guy who, like, recorded it is rocking out so hard to this <laughs> song on bass, like, singing all the words, like, maybe louder than Luke. Like, he, you can tell that there's just, like, a lot of him on this track. And I should know his name right now, but it's not in my brain. I'm sorry. And you found all this stuff out by emailing Luke back. Yeah. And talking to him. Yeah. I like Luke a lot. I have many, many questions for Luke all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting. I mean, there's like some, I don't know, some pitch shifting going on or something mm -hmm. in the keyboard part. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, it sounds like a Hammond organ, but I don't know if it, it's a real Hammond organ at the end. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really cool orchestration. Yeah. And for such a minimal track, like right. that was cool. Yeah. I like it when there's interesting stuff. I also like it when I'm listening to a song and I go, ooh, What's that? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I like have a question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm done with the song, because then I have, like want to go look at the liner notes or like find out mm -hmm. more about it. I think anything, I mean, exactly to what you're saying, it's like so many tracks you listen to and you're just like, <sighs> yeah. You know, like, okay, like no questions, right? right? Because it's just middle of the road. It's right. just like it's perfectly fine, right. but there's just nothing exciting about it. And I always feel like people just need to take chances, like you said, and and figure out how to 
push themselves. So I definitely see what appeals to you about that because it's not normal. It's not common. Sounds like he's doing something different and interesting. Mm -hmm. It's totally, yeah, like it's like it's like the simplest. I've listened to the song so many times. It's a really, really simplistic song. There are some lyrics. He gets in. He says what he needs to say. He gets out of there and then just like leaves the rest to kind of just like be this other kind of thing. And I, I really like that about it. Like singer-songwriter stuff, like not not my thing I listen to at home on my own. Like that is like I could pretty much set off of white guys' feelings pretty much forever. Yeah. And <laughs> we've heard about white guys' feelings for a long time now. <laughs> I just yeah. I know what they are. I know. She broke up with you. I'm so sorry. Oh, just, I'm sad. sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh. It's too funny. You're gonna get so much email now. <laughs> See Bring it on. I can take it. Bring it on, sad white boys. <laughs> That's who I want to hear from. You don't take me seriously. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I get, I get I get no sad white guy vibes from Luke. I mean, he is a sad white guy, but I think in the very best way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was a, a very direct sort of song about feelings, but it didn't have a sappy right. edge or like a mm -hmm. pity me or... Almost matter of fact. It was very matter of yeah. fact, yeah. which yeah. I like. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Some of the best songs are like that, where it's just really just lays it out. This is it. End of story. Give me the hooks. Give me the fact. Let me go home. Let me go home. <laughs> and something interesting to listen to. Something different. Yeah. Like the weird... Yeah, the, the <laughs> world thing. I like that. It was cool. Let's all do our best impression of that on three. Ready? <laughs> you wanted to do it. Yeah. Okay, okay, ready? One. Got to do it. No, no bailing. <laughs> that was really good, you guys. It was pretty good. Oh, my God. We have a new intro. Yeah, oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. My new intro. Oh, my God. Mind your own business is out the window. <laughs> Us doing the phase shifting noise. I Can love I have it. a taste of your <laughs> Live on an infamy. Oh, my God, you guys. This is so fun. Can we do this all the time? Can we do yeah, this, like, okay. every week? <laughs> This is just your new format, right? I know. Like, this just, is like, it. Yep. From just the four of us. Yeah, Next cool. time there will be wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, then, see, then we'll get too real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we can't record that. <laughs> People would tune out. That would be bad. Edit, 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 edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay. Holy <laughs> Sierra Hager, DJ Cliff, Lori Hughes, thank you so much for being with me today on The Future of What, what Fun. Thank you so, so much fun. for thank having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And that's our show. The music we played today was used by permission. You heard songs by Maita, Figment, Luke Hogan, and of course, our theme song, Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. For more info on our shows, check out our website at killrockstars.com slash the future of what and sign up for our newsletter. Our program was engineered by Brent Asbury at Beta Petrol and is produced by Will Watts. I'm Portia Sabin, president of Kill Rockstars. See you next week.